All right, um, Adam here. Welcome back to the Monty Files podcast. Uh, haven't published in a while. Just uh, been busy. You know how it is. Uh, posted a couple of blog posts. Um, I want to talk about one of them today. Uh, because the election here in the United States was yesterday and I think it was last week on uh, November 1st actually I posted this blog post and um, for some reason something remind me of uh, the newsroom which is a show that was on HBO I think back you know around 2012 2011 something like that and uh, there was a character like the the first the first uh, episode kind of started this way so the main character is this guy named Will McAvoy and um Actually, I misspelled his name in the blog post. I'm going to have to change that. Anyway, um, he went on this diatribe on, on, on stage. It's actually really good. If you look it up uh, online, search it on Google. Um, like w- Will McAvoy, uh, college student or something like that. And it'll come right up. But anyway, he goes across this whole thing. And, and, and the question that this college student has, had asked him was, you know, what makes America the greatest country in the world? And he wanted to sidestep it, but eventually he kind of cracked, if you will, if that makes any sense at all. And, um, God, did I just have a notification go on? Not a very good podcaster, huh, guys? Anyway, here I am. So he um, answers this question in a very interesting way, uh, because first he says it's not. We're not the greatest country in the world. And he lists a whole bunch of reasons why. You know, we're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, you know, and on and on and on. Um, but where we are number one, at least back then, and if we trust the, uh, the show to be honest with its numbers, you know, we're number one in incarceration per capita. We're number one for the number of people who believe angels are real. All right, I'm not going to worry about that one, actually, because it's really just inflammatory, and I don't really care if you believe in angels or God or whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Um, we're number one in defense spending, and, and I think he made a point in that article that, at least at the time, our defense spending was greater than the next 26 countries, something like that, combined. And and <laughs> all of them are allies. Anyway, um, so, you know, I decided, you know, well, what, what if we looked at that today? Like, is it true? Is it still true? I mean, what does it look like? So I did my best to look up some numbers. And, and it was actually really a lot more difficult than I thought it would be. And, and probably because I didn't just think it through, right? But, um, you know, how do you count some of these things? And then how do you count them in a way that makes sense across all the different countries in the world? Um, Do you trust the numbers that come from the UN or the World Health Organization or from some random, you know, or seemingly random website online? You know, it's just difficult. So I did the best I could. You know, the idea here, I think, is, you know, the exact number doesn't matter as much as the direction of it, if that makes sense, or the relative, the relativeness of it. 
So according to the data I found, which is all linked in, in the blog, we're, we're 15th in literacy, 25th in math, 20th in science, 46th in life expectancy, 36th in infant mortality rate, 5th in median household income, 39th in labor force, per, labor, labor force participation, and 2nd in exports. And we still rank 1st for incarceration and defense spending. Um, so I guess by the McAvoy rating, we're still not the greatest country in the world. Um, the literacy one I found interesting, I'm like 15th. Okay. But the only reason we're 15th is by grouping countries with the same rate, right? So in other words, if five countries have a 90% literacy rate, they all rank at the same level. There are actually 125 countries better than we are in literacy. I just wanted to point that out. 15th looks really good. Uh, but if you're actually looking at the number of countries above us, that set is actually rather large. So anyway, then I was thinking, you know, what, what measures are there that could be interesting to look at? And, you know, in, in other words, like what facets are, are best, quote unquote best, because that's going to differ by person, uh, for people to look at when they're considering whether a country, any country really is the quote greatest in the world. It's kind of a weird thing to ask anyway. But uh, I decided to look at things like health insurance coverage. Uh, there's something called the World Happiness Report that brings a whole bunch of things into account um, and tries to literally gauge the, the happiness of a population. Um, I looked at gross domestic product. I looked at the number of patent applications. Okay, that, that, that was interesting to me for some reason. Um, for health insurance coverage, we, we rank 34th. We're 16th on the World Happiness Report. First for GDP, that's not a surprise to me. Um, and we're second for the number of patent applications. I think the first was China. Um, so, I mean, all of these numbers really, to me anyway, when, when you look at it, we are very heavily weighted here in the United States to favor economics and 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 defense, right? Like that's just what we do. Our bottom line is about the economy and pretty much nothing else. Um, or at least nothing else is really brought to the forefront. Uh, what else did I look at? I looked at uh, how much coffee is consumed. Okay, so we're first in the world for that. Um, our income inequality is growing at the fastest rate, I think. Uh, there are actually uh, 100, or I'm sorry, there are 100 countries with better Gini scores than the U.S. And the, the Gini score, it's capital G-I-N-I, uh, is a, a way to measure income inequality. So we're not doing very well with that. Um, we rank 27th in perceived public sector corruption. So uh, I, I don't think we trust our government very much either. So it, it's really interesting. Um so, you know, I, I don't think we're doing that great. But then I think, you know, there are a whole bunch of other countries in the world who are worse off than we are here in the U.S. Um, if you're not in the U.S., you know, I, I don't know how well you fare because I don't know where you are. But uh, I, I, I think the measures matter differently to different people. 
I might care about a happiness report and somebody else might not give two hoots about it. That's fine. Um, in different countries, you know, their populations might want to measure in different ways. Anyway, the bottom line for me, because the election was coming up and just happened yesterday, and uh, at least here in the United States, I think we are very, at least the, the picture that's painted to me is a very divided country. And, uh, you know, politics and, and, and division are really creeping into everything, even work, right? It's kind of crazy to me, but, you know, I... I I wish we would do more to actually take care of the poor. Uh, I wish we would do more to hold our government in check, you know, especially as it pertains to its integrity, right? And our rights to privacy. I think those are the two most important things that government needs to worry about is how can it keep itself with high in integrity, um, get rid of revolving doors, uh, stop lobbyists from being so, well, influential, I guess. Um, being rigged by money, basically, is, is what I want to see go away. Anyway, um, you know, live and let live, everyone. That's really the bottom line here. It's about, you know, I guess in a sense, being libertarian, right? Don't bother me, I won't bother you. Do what's right. Um, but, you know, we're never going to reach any of that unless we start having conversations. And, and we need to get down to genuine conversation where different perspectives are genuinely heard and understood, even if they're not believed or embraced. Like, you can listen to somebody else and hear their idea. You can even reflect their idea back in a language or in a way that they would say themselves. That does not mean that you have to believe it. It doesn't mean that you do believe it. What it means is that you've listened, and you understand, and you hear what it is they're saying and you hope they do the same for you it's about you know empathy even for your en quote unquote enemies right have some empathy out there people anyway I, I didn't mean to get on a soapbox or anything but uh, I, wa I did want to talk a little bit about that that post and, and where it came from if you haven't seen the newsroom I, I highly recommend it. it it actually only ran for three seasons which uh, I, I was disappointed with, but I guess there's really only so much you can do when you have a news news program. It's just the same thing over and over again. But it did really well at capturing um, the current events of the time, or at least the recent events of that time. Um, so like the housing collapse and Benghazi and all those sorts of things. Um, it was just a really good show. Maybe a little left-leaning, but uh, it wasn't too bad. Anyway, here we are, and uh, yeah, I guess I don't have that much else to say today, so um, thanks for joining, and uh, I hope you tune in again soon. Check out the blog on montyfiles.com.